Hello everyone, this is Mary Beth Gassman and I am very excited to be here today with another episode of the Varying Viewpoints podcast, which is sponsored by the Samuel DeWitt Proctor Institute for Leadership, Equity and Justice. And I am the executive director of the Institute. Um, we are doing this podcast today uh, in partnership with our brand new partners from Fordham University's Center for Cybersecurity. And that partnership is with uh, the Rutgers Center for Minority Serving Institutions, which as many of you know, is part of the Proctor Institute. So today uh, I am going to be talking with two guests from the um, Fordham Center for Cybersecurity. Uh, and they are Thayer Hajajne and Amelia Estwick. And um, I'm very excited to have them with us today. And uh, we're going to have just a great conversation. So welcome to Thayer and Amelia. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So we uh, we just want to get things started. I've got lots of questions. And so Thayer, I'm going to start with you. Uh, can you explain um, what brought the Fordham Center for Security, uh, Cybersecurity, um, to create the Cybersecurity Diversity Initiative, which we're going to call SETI? Um, and you know, tell us a little bit about the important work that SETI is currently doing. Sure, sure. So I, again, thank you so much for having us. We're very excited to. Um, uh, be here with you today and talk about SETI. Uh, we actually talk about SETI every day, so <laughs> <laughs> we're very excited to talk about it. And um, so initially, uh, Amelia and I were uh, part of the CAE community, which is the Centers of Academic Excellence. And uh, th that's the academic uh, part of the National Security Agency that really manages the academic programs. And back then, uh, we were both... Uh, assigned to be the co-chairs on what they call the diversity uh, working group. And the goal of that group back then is to really support uh, minority Arabic institutions when it comes to cybersecurity. And we, we had a, some kind of a collision of uh, the institutions that are uh, designated as centers of academic excellence. There are about 300 of those now across the nation. And we, uh, we we called for a group, and, and back then I remember 50 or 60 institutions joined us. It was all a volunteer work for us, and just to help, where we were all very excited. Uh, I am personally passionate myself, and of course Fordham University are passionate about uh, supporting minority-serving institutions. Amelia also is going to discuss, and she's extremely passionate. She is a graduate of an HBCU herself, and. Uh, so we feel uh, the shortage, we feel uh, that the lack of opportunities that they have. So we were very supportive to that initiative. And uh, we started you know, to meet with uh, other institutions, thinking of ways to support minority serving institutions when it comes to cybersecurity and uh, come up with ideas. We didn't have any budget. It was all volunteer work. There is no like a structure for it or anything. And then the CA office, uh, management office at the National Security Agency came up with a grant, um, open, of course, to all uh, institutions. And Amelia and myself applied to this grant. We put together a proposal to apply to the grant. Uh, we collected some of our uh, universities that were part of that group to be partners with us. 
So we, cr we created a collision of institutions, although everyone actually in the CA community is part of it, but there are a few institutions, uh, mainly nine of them, you can see them on our website, just to name them quickly here, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, uh, Chattanooga, uh, North Carolina A&T State University, University of North Texas, New Jersey City University, New Jersey uh, University of North Florida, Metropolitan State University of Denver, Tennessee Tech University, Bluegrass Community and Technical College in Kentucky, and uh, the Polytechnic University of uh, Puerto Rico. So they joined the collision with the goal really to identify MSI institutions in their area and try to support them when it comes to cybersecurity. And I'm going to talk about that in, in details uh, later, what kind of support and how to provide them. And with that, we submitted our grant and we received the award of a $3 million grant, uh, again, to support minority uh, serving institution. Um, in what aspect, in, again, in building cybersecurity programs, either uh, build what they have or build something from scratch if they don't have any kind of cybersecurity. Great, great. Thank you. Thank you for explaining all that. And it's really exciting to see like the broad cross section of of uh, partners already involved. So um, thank you, Amelia. Um, so tell us a little bit more about why um, the diversification of cybersecurity is really important in terms of the nation's well-being. And, and as you're doing that, I think it would be great to have you just, you know, given that you are a Black college grad, um, it'd be maybe you could throw in a little bit of your personal perspective, too. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you um, again for having uh, Thea and myself here to talk about a topic that is just so, so vitally important to both of us. It really should be important uh, across the nation. I think it is. It's really a national imperative for us to have a diverse cybersecurity workforce. Uh, we live in a digital society, and cybersecurity is a field that encompasses how we protect and defend our digital resources. So um, to have a diverse, skilled cybersecurity workforce is, is so important. When we talk about all of our critical infrastructures, healthcare, look at this, we're in this kind of pseudo post-pandemic, <laughs> but, um, you know, healthcare, how hospitals are getting ransomware, and, you know, all of our students, our kids, and then the K through 12, and even the college had to sit at home, right, for the past two years. And how many schools were, were ransomware? Um, and how do we protect kind of our way of life? So when we look at various you know, job boards and surveys about cybersecurity jobs, we always see, oh, we have X amount, you know, hundreds of thousands of jobs still unfilled. And could you imagine, right? We have so many jobs unfilled. We cannot exist and sustain ourselves if we don't have a workforce that can address those cybersecurity needs. So according to uh, a recent survey, I was looking at the uh, U.S. Department of Labor's Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, they have here, uh, when we talk about cybersecurity, one of the uh, roles is an information security analyst. That's kind of a main role to have in cybersecurity. Uh, they uh, equate that uh, as being about Black or uh, Black or African Americans make up about 12% of information security analysts in in the U.S. and Hispanic or Latino around 7%. So clearly, you know, we we need to do a better job, right, in getting folks into cybersecurity roles to help protect and defend our nation. So 
why I'm so passionate about this. Well, I am an HBCU grad, absolutely. I uh, graduated my undergraduate degree from Southern University at New Orleans. And afterwards, I went on to do my graduate studies um, in computer science uh, at George Washington University. But I can tell you, the when I was going through my program, which was uh, computer information systems, we were so under-resourced. We were so understaffed. It was really hard to go through the program. I mean, and really, I, I, I remember I felt like grabbing straws from different resources and, and cop, you know, kind of putting everything together to, to make sure I understood the field I was going into. Because I, I really was very invested in understanding how do we secure our digital resources. Back then, this is quite some years ago, uh, cyber was not the term. Back then, it was just called, you know, computer security. And so I realized this was the field I wanted to pursue, but I didn't have the resources at my college really to, to do that. So I, you know, did various, uh, you know, internships and other various programs to try to get that knowledge base. Fast forward now, 15, 20 years, some of our schools are still in the same situation. And it really just pulls at all kinds of heartstrings for me because I said, we have to find a way to get the proper resources. So we have not only schools that are equipped to educate, but also we have people that are going into viable fields within cybersecurity and really meet the demands, not only today, but also for tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you, um, you know, all the uh, passion for the topic as well. I think that's important. Uh, and and also just talking about, you know, like the fact that HBCUs and other minority serving institutions really do need more resources if we are going to um, make sure to diversify this field. So with that said, um, Thayer, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit more in depth about the mission of the Cybersecurity Education Diversity Initiative. Um, can you uh, kind of enlighten us a bit about all the things that you're trying to do? Sure, absolutely. So. Uh... The bottom line here for SETI is really to support uh, minority-serving institutions in building cybersecurity uh, programs with the goal to increase the chances of their students and graduates to really to join the cybersecurity workforce in the future. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, we take schools that don't have any cybersecurity uh, certificate or courses or programs, and we walk them through the process, we assist them, and we helped them to build strong cybersecurity program. And the first thing we did actually in, in this process to, uh, to better serve those minority serving institution is to analyze and study their challenges uh, that they have. And we, we, we had uh, lots of meetings with our partners and with, which, with the MSIs as well. We discussed with them their challenges to understand their situation. And we identified a few of those uh, challenges. I'm gonna just quickly go through them to show you how we address that and how we achieved our uh, goal with City. Uh, first of all, it comes to the lack of infrastructure. Um, unfortunately, many of those uh, minority serving institutions, they don't have the same infrastructures when it comes to hardware and software and labs. I mean, uh, roughly a cyber range, for example, would cost at least half a million or $1 million just to build that cyber range. And it's very important component of any cybersecurity program. So these are expensive resources, hard to get, 
Um, there are ways to go around it, of course, with the cloud and other platforms, but it is still a challenge to build that infrastructure and they, they don't have it in their institutions. Uh, lack of resources, of course, is another challenge. There are students, many of them even don't have broadcast uh, broadband access to internet from homes. Uh, they don't have uh, suitable computers to be used and build a VMware uh, machine to be able to uh, to join the labs, to, uh, to assist them. You know, there is a certain requirements for even the hardware that the students have. And unfortunately, in many cases, they have they don't have the sufficient technological access to those uh, resources. And in some cases, we noticed that their administrators are not really aware of the importance of cybersecurity and how cybersecurity could assist those institutions in, in, in uh, getting grants, funding, scholarships, and so on. So that's something also we're trying to work with their deans, provosts, and president offices to bring them up to speed with, uh, with cybersecurity and the importance of having a strong cybersecurity programs. Uh, of course, the lack of qualified uh, faculty, that's across the nation, that's uh, everywhere, but it's even more challenging for those MSIs because it's harder for them to put more resources and attract qualified faculties. Um, and of course, and finally, the lack of also inclusivity as well. In many cases, they feel that they're left out from many of those opportunities, the scholarship for service and other grants, because those grants, as you, you know from different agencies federal funding, they require, uh, you have to be very competitive to get them. And since they don't have the resources, they don't have the uh, qualified faculty, it's very challenging for them to, to really compete with that. So in order to solve those issues, we come up with what we call SEDI services. And that's the services that our partners and uh, the CAE community in general is trying to, to do to serve those minority serving institutions. We, we, we identify the services as faculty development, where uh, we, we try to do workshops, boot camps to, to improve the qualifications of their faculty, even assist them with hiring, hiring an adjunct for a short period of time and all these kind of faculty development activities. Uh, likewise, we also do lots of student development. We involve their students in cyber competitions. That's a very important component when it comes to cybersecurity. Students have to have that hands-on component in their education. So capture the flag and those kind of participation and workshops and the certifications, they will improve the qualifications of the students and they will have a better chance in the future to compete in the cybersecurity workforce. Uh, curriculum development also. We assist them in developing programs, certificates, even uh, course uh, outlines, uh, and, and any help they would need to improve the curriculum of cybersecurity in their institution or build one from scratch as well. Uh, so we also assist them by hiring mentors and advice, uh, advisors for them to help them with all these uh, activities and curriculum and even sign an articulation agreement with them to bridge students from uh, MSI institution that does not have a strong cybersecurity program to a CAE designated institution that has a, a better program. So uh, this is what really SEDI mission is about. It's again, it's about identifying the needs and then providing services that are tailored to, uh, to those uh, MSI institution. One thing we brag about in SETI is that we don't have one size fit all. We try to customize, we meet with the uh, MSIs one-on-one -on -one and we identify their exact need and then we tailor our services to best fit their needs.
Thank you. Thank you. Um, great. I think, I think this is great that you're able to provide all of this, um, you know, technical assistance and support. It's really uh, wonderful. So hopefully we can get lots of MSIs to uh, take advantage of it. So uh, Amelia, I am wondering if you could talk a little bit more about, you know, why is it so important to establish cybersecurity programs at MSIs, like what, you know, why, why should we care? And then also, can you talk a little bit more, maybe with even some examples of SETI's role in, uh, in doing that, things that you have done so far? Well, thank you. Yes, again, I, I think, uh, you know, when Thayer talked about our SETI services and what we're doing to address the challenges that many MSIs, uh, minority serving institutions are, are being, uh, have to compete against, it's so important that we think of SETI as really just, you know, their hand, their partner in trying to bring these type of programs, right, educational programs to their uh, their institution. Why is it important? Well, let's look at, you know, how many minority serving institutions we have, right? Hundreds, right? And they are educating <clears throat> thousands of students, tens of thousands of students. If they don't have a cybersecurity program at all, we got tens of thousands of students now going into a labor workforce that is especially challenged with cyber attacks, ransomware attacks, digital uh, resources that are being unfortunately attacked every day, right? And we need students to understand how can they now go into the workforce and how can they be part of the solution in protecting and defending uh, the assets of the employer and even themselves. I talk about this all the time. Really, when we talk about cybersecurity, many of us as academics and industry professionals in cybersecurity, Cybersecurity is everyone's job. Think about that, right? Especially now in this environment where we're all working from wherever, (laughs) right? We're all working from wherever. We're um, logging into those corporate uh, resources. And if we don't do our due diligence, right, in making sure our connection is secure or making sure that we are, uh, our, our computers are up to date and have the latest, you know, security patches and such, we are now providing a potential compromise into a corporate infrastructure. We become the weakest link, right? So it's so important that we do establish cybersecurity programs at minority surfing institutions. And SETI's role in doing this is what Thayer had mentioned. We are, we, I mean, in the, we're talking about just in a year and a half time, some of our schools, what they're doing, again, that tailored, tailorment of addressing what is the need for a particular school, schools. So case in point, one of our schools is working with um, Colorado, right? We have uh, the Metropolitan State uh, University of Denver. They partnered with Trinidad State College, uh, Alamosa Valley uh, Satellite, right, to help map their programs to what we call the cybersecurity uh, standards, educational standards. And that is part of the NICE cybersecurity work for cybersecurity framework. And then we also have, uh, they develop these certifications for them. They have a system and administration certification, as well as a cybersecurity certification. So these are two certifications that we had um Metropolitan State University at Denver was able to create for an MSI that did not have that 
before. So that's work we're doing. We also have uh, New Jersey City University. They actually had a signed cybersecurity partnership agreement with Bergen Community College. Um, and this is really important, too, because as we know, you know, community colleges are just as important as our four-year institutions, right, in educating our students. And they're working with them on doing what they call summer boot camps, uh, cybersecurity boot camps and construction, so students understand various aspects of cybersecurity. So, I mean, this is really just great work that our teams are doing. Not to mention, we have Tennessee Tech University. Uh, they also have done just several numerous uh, virtual capture the flag workshops for the student development. So, you know, a lot of work is being done across the board from our, uh, our coalition members who had to, you know, deal with some challenges, of course, right, with the pandemic. Because when we were awarded this grant, it was right in a 2020. <laughs> so, um, you know, we had, to, we had to kind of pivot a little bit uh, with some of the uh, activities we had planned, which were a lot of in-person activities. We had to pivot a little bit from, from those. And so we had to readjust, recalibrate it, and we still, uh, you know, were able to meet measurable success from uh, the engagement we've had with our MSIs. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for all the, that uh, information and all the examples. Um, there, I guess one thing I also wanted to ask you about is, you know, how has SETI assisted or advocated sure, for absolutely. your so, current coalition uh, partners? There are two main ways here that we really support our partners. So there are the partners that came up with us in, initially on the grant, and uh, we provide them with the funding that we received. We manage all the funding, we manage the activity, we review uh, their annual reports and progress. Um, we also assist them sometimes to make connections with MSIs in their area. We approve uh, any of the services that they provide to, to any of the MSIs. And of course, we, we manage the funding and the, the invoicing and, and all the expenses that occur of these services. We also have uh, on the SETI website, um, two ways that people can really uh, apply and get study services. So if, if, if you are, for example, an MSI, minority serving institution, all what you need to do is to go to our SETI website. It's very simple. If you Google SETI Fordham, you will find it. And you click on the SETI support. And as an MSI institution, you can request services. And we list them for, for you there. We made it very simple. Uh, click the buttons, fill in the blanks kind of an application. We know no one likes to apply for you know long grants and the documentation and support documents that goes with it. So we, we try to simplify that process as possible. And again, it's very simple. They apply for services. And then what we do is, is that we identify a CAE institution. And again, as I mentioned earlier, there's always, there are more than 300 of those institutions across the nation. So we find uh, one that is uh, located within ge their geographic area. We contact the PI person of them that, uh, from that institution. Uh, we already have established connection with all the PIs from the CAE institutions based on the uh, regular meetings we have with them, the, the events that uh, the NSA uh, CAE office hosts regularly as well. And then we, we support all the process that's going to happen between this MSI and the CAE designated institution to provide services. Now, the other part uh, to apply for SETI is to become a SETI service provider. In other words, you can become a partner. And we add partners every now and then. We have institutions 
that uh, they identify an MSI in their area. They're eager to help them to sign an agreement to provide capture the flag, to do a faculty boot camp or any other service in cybersecurity. And then they apply to us through that link. And it's again, it's a very simple application. So a CAE designated institution would apply and to do a SETI service to a minority serving institution and they get the funding and we manage the entire process and we review it and we assist them with the, with the process. We also take the feedback from both. Uh, it's very important for us to take the survey and feedback from the MSI and make sure that the service that was provided to them is satisfactory and it, it is actually making an impact on, uh, on their students and institution. Oh, that's great. I'm glad. I, I like to hear that because I think it's really important, especially when you're working with MSIs to be kind of really respectful of of uh, their contributions and also uh, the needs that they have. So it's great to hear that. Um, all right, Amelia, I'm wondering if you can um, talk a little bit about what, uh, you know, we have this, this partnership with you, right, with the Center for Minority Serving Institutions. And um, what are you and they're hoping to gain from this well, partnership? Thank you. Yes. Uh, you know, we are really excited partnering with Rutgers Center for Minority Serving Institutions. Thank you so much for this opportunity to speak about SETI. What we hope uh, to gain from this partnership, of course, is targeted outreach to promote cybersecurity our cybersecurity advocacy efforts and implement change in programming at MSIs and beyond. So I look at the Center for Minority Serving Institutions as a force multiplier. Really, you have done the ground work over so many years to help build out not only relationships with many MSIs, but also just providing them with access and this is what it comes down to. I tell people all the time, if they, they tell me, they ask me, they say, what is SETI? I said, well, think of SETI as just providing equitable access to quality programming and services, right? So think of us as like this incubator to develop cybersecurity programs at institutions who do not have those programs. And this is what it's about. It's about providing equitable access. So I believe we're partnering with the Center for Minority Serving Institutions is going to help us level the playing field here for cybersecurity and really bringing accessible programs to everyone, everyone, because this is where we're at. It's, I say it all the time. I'm, I'm prior service, military, U.S. Army. I served in the United States Army. And we used to say it's all hands on deck. That's where we are right now. It's all hands on deck for cybersecurity. We need to educate and we need to develop a pipeline for our students to go into the cybersecurity workforce. And that workforce needs to reflect the society we live in. So what I hope to gain, what we hope to gain with this partnership is helping us reach those goals. And I believe that's a goal everyone should have, right? At the end of the day, as educators, right? We want our students to be productive citizens of society, and we want them to be valuable contributors to society. We need to address the cybersecurity workforce pipeline, and this is the way to do it. I am so excited about this partnership. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. 
Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I think one of the exciting things for us is, first of all, we love partnering with people around kind of new topics that we haven't done that much work on, you know, like our expertise is related to MSIs, but it's so uh, wonderful to kind of find out just all the different areas where MSIs could benefit from, could contribute to, uh, which I think is really important here. And because it's, you know, it's one, one thing that I think we all uh, agree on is that if you have a diverse group of people doing any kind of work, especially in this area, because it's so, so crucial, it just makes everything stronger. So I, um, I think we're, I mean, we're, our whole team is really, really excited to partner with you. So I think that's all the questions I have today. So I wanted to say thank you to uh, Thayer and Amelia for talking with us. And please, please remember what Thayer said. All you have to do is Google Fordham and uh, cybersecurity or Fordham and SETI, and you can learn more about uh, the programs. And then also please follow uh, the Rutgers Center for Minority Serving Institutions on Twitter, because we have been pushing out lots of information about the SETI initiative on our Twitter account. And there and Amelia are really, really excited to bring in more MSI partners. And there are many, many benefits to the partnership. So please, please follow us. Please uh, Google them. Please check it out. I think it's a really, really good initiative. And once again, thank you, Thayer and Amelia. We really enjoyed having you with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.